Blog Talk Radio. Salon, the podcast with more celebrities in the inauguration. This is your host, cruise director and groove mistress, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jennifer Perry. And tonight, um, having a little technical, technical, um, what do I say, challenges getting started tonight, but I'm here and I have a fascinating guest for you tonight, as always. And by the way, if you're listening live tonight, if, if you haven't subscribed, Please do, because of all of you people, wonderful people that subscribe, that leave messages, that call in, that follow, you help me to get all these fantastic guests I have and fantastic guests I have coming up and the fascinating woman I have tonight. So I want to go ahead and get right in here and introduce you to Jamila Woods. Jamila, welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I was having a little trouble, as you probably know, so sorry about that. Uh, That's okay. 
Uh, oh, but actually, Ford we, is my last name. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Ford. I'm sorry. There's a Jamila Woods I follow on somewhere. I'm sorry, Jamila. But there is. Jamila She's awesome. Pronounce it. I like her too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, forward, forward, forward. Okay. I'm so, so sorry. Good. That's because I got a little tense. You know what it's like when you've got a show to do as a podcast uh, or a gig or anything, and if you have any kind of equipment troubles, yet, you know, maybe not you because you're, you're a true professional, but with me, I kind of get a little off, like, oh my gosh, get a little unsteady, a little unbalanced. But Oh, no, I hear you. I'm, well, you know what? My show's not live either, so. <laughs> I give you props for doing it that way. <laughs> hey, you're a wise woman, let me tell you. <laughs> well, but well, welcome finally to Madame Perry Salon. I am thrilled to have you on here, and letting people know you're a singer, songwriter, a musician. Um, you've got amazing. You were known for your amazing chops, in fact, a singer. And um, I noticed that on the bios uh, or something I read about you, it said her slight frame belies a originally powerful yet smooth mezzo-soprano voice uh, and you, can, you know you hear your voice and it can be soft and it can be big and powerful and then we see mm-hmm. you and you go where in this in this <laughs> woman does this, this is all of the sound this talent come out so tell us um, about you and how you started in music in the first place Oh gosh, let me see. How did I start? Um, you know, I I've been singing since I was a little kid. I I kind of actually I was thinking about this the other day. I kind of remember being um, in the laundry room of uh, our apartment building, and I think I was about seven, and I started singing to myself, just making up a little song, and I thought, oh, I think I sound pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like when I first started, <laughs> kind of, you know, had a little inkling. <laughs> I yeah. Sing. You know, and then sort of from there, um, it just kind of uh, grew. I wasn't really like a, a church singer or anything. We went to kind of a, a, a stodgy Catholic church. They weren't like, you know, um, <laughs> nothing was rocking and rolling on Sundays. But I did, um, you know, sing in school and uh, and um, my uh, who was it? My school principal, actually, my high school principal, is the one who'd gotten me to join choir. I needed to choose an elective, and I wanted to just take typing because I, I was horrible at typing, and I thought I needed the practice. And he was like, "Typing? Mm. No, you're joining the choir." And I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so I did that. And that kind of, like, got me into it a little more seriously. Then I started taking lessons and, and really studying. And then I ended up majoring in music in, in uh, college and, um, you know, just kind of really started taking it seriously in high school. So, yeah. Yeah, so you went to University of California, Riverside, studying music? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, then I guess you you got your bachelor's, but then I guess you did your let's say uh, graduate work, your your master's, and so forth as a live performer around the world as a solo artist and as a backing vocalist. So that's where you get your yes, that's what they don't yeah, teach you in school. Yeah, that's where you really learn. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the real uh, the real lessons were. I got to say, all all of my. Um, best music lessons were um, out on the road and out on the stage and, you know, what you're really going to, I actually had somebody tell me the other, uh, the other day, you know, the real work is not, um, 
is not like learning the music. The actual work is like those two, those two, you know, those other 22 hours um, that you spend uh, kind of dealing with the other musicians. There's two hours you've got on the stage. I'm totally like ruining this story. Okay, but there's two, <laughs> two hours on the stage, and the other 22 hours you're on the road with uh, the other musicians is where the actual work is because you're trying to relate. Um, you have to, you know, just kind of like deal with people, and, and your people skill, skills are where your like work actually comes in and hopefully you're actually good at what you do and and all of that but um you know the work is really with dealing with other other people and and hopefully you can do that well <laughs> so oh yeah it's, it's a, a lot you know people we we get attached to our favorite bands especially if it's a band you like when you're growing up and you and you love them, and you find the band is broken up, or somebody that has a problem or an issue, and we think, oh no, no, you can't. It's like it's like mom and dad can't, you know, break up or something. You know, it's like we take it personally, you know, when we're young. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, excellent point. So there's a whole lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more involved. Also, uh, and I guess I was going to ask you about this later when we talk about your podcast, but I, as a professional vocalist, and you've worked with, I mean, uh, Seal, Angelo from Fishbone, mm-hmm. uh, the Coachella Festival, was a Spiritualized, a Body Pointer. I saw the Pointer Sisters live once. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot, you've done a lot of work. Um, did you ever... I mean, does it ever get not exciting when you go on stage when you're working with so many fantastic talents? That, oh gosh! Does it ever get, no, does it ever get know, like just another day at the office? No, you know, I um, I think if you're like I've always stayed a student. I mean, you know, kind of watching um, when I get the chance to watch somebody who's kind of operating at that level. I I I watch everything they do and. Um, so no, it, it it never gets bored, boring. I should say it's. I'm always fascinated. You know, like Seal with somebody. I kind of done, um, uh, you know, a one-off with him um, here in LA after after David Bowie passed. Um, a friend of mine put together a um, sort of a, a retrospective, but it was just of everybody who he somehow got together. Everybody who'd ever played with Bowie or recorded with him or just like anybody you can think of, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with all of those musicians and seal happens to, um, uh, be a part of that show. And, uh, you know, so we got to work with him and just watching him and the way that he, um, kind of owned the stage and took his time and did not rush, you know, the music was going, but he came in when he was ready. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just like a big lesson because sometimes I found for myself, I just kind of want to rush, get get the song started. I don't want anybody to have to wait on me. I, you know, I don't even know <laughs> what, what, the, what that is in my personality. But, you know, just like watching him, like just take his time. And, and you see like some of those performers that are, you know, really operating at that level. They really own the stage and they um, own their own performance and their artistry. And... um you know, I, so all that to say, I mean, I never get tired of, of watching somebody do that. You know, it's it's always a great lesson. Let me ask you, when you talk about people like, like still coming out, taking time, owning the stage and watching other people. Mm-hmm. And I imagine mm-hmm. that's got to be the master class to, to, of mm. 
to end all, right? Mm-hmm. But I know, uh, you just reminded me a few years ago when I knew I wanted to, to get out and sing, but I had to get over a, a terrible shyness of stage fright. And I did it by taking a course in stand-up comedy where, mm-hmm. you know, that's about as naked as you can get. And that's mm-hmm. wrong. And so doing stand-up. And I remember learning in the class that everything you do from the moment you walk out, the every step, the way you step, the way you approach the microphone, the way, everything you do, the way you, your hands, your movements, your gestures, set the audience up to know mm-hmm. whether you're comfortable and know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it really, and I see, and then when I watch people after that, I realize, yes, that lets them know. They don't, you may not know it as you're watching somebody, but you get a comfort about you. This is a pro. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this rather than, oh, here's a, this is raw meat. We're going to tear them up, you know, uh, with the hacks. What, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what kind of things did you learn and do you share a lot of this information i mean i know i've listened to your podcast the working singer but do you share a lot of stuff like this with with the show with your listeners oh yeah you know if it um if it comes up our topics are so um we we cover so much but yeah i mean um I guess I haven't spent a ton of time talking about myself now that I think about it because I'm <laughs> I'm interviewing people. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah. But yeah, um, I you know, but um, I think um, oh, I saw what I was going to say. I think that um, that kind of stuff is definitely you know valuable. I, I had a coach tell me that. Um, you know that song. You the song begins before you even start singing. Really, before you step out on the stage, you need to be in your performance, be in that song, and you know have it. Bless you. Did you say? <laughs> and have it really going. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, really, have, be in it before you even step onto the stage. So I um, that makes perfect sense. That totally resonates with me. What you got out of that class, and bravo to you. Did you have to actually perform out doing stand-up? Was that part of the class? Yes, but the, but the thing is, though, uh, the, the way that the um, teacher who does, you know, was a professional, does lots of a lot of corporate work, he set you up to teach you how to write, how to walk out, how to write, how to pace, how to time, and, mm. you know, how to edit your work before you use anything. And also, um but then again, we all encouraged each other and gave support. So by the time we did our mm-hmm. uh, graduation, which was at one of the biggest, the biggest comedy club in Atlanta, everything is stacked in your favor because the people are supposed to – they say we want everyone there on time, which is about an hour before we started or an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. This was an hour before, then, then the teacher does his thing, and then – and, and you know, this is no joke. This is true. That way, people have had enough time to drink and get comfortable. And yeah. we also had to give him a copy of what we were going to do, our material for the night. He said, "If you forget, you know, I'll let you give you your line." Of course, we're thinking, "Oh, what could be more mortifying than that?" But he did it in a way to where it wasn't embarrassing to us and made it fun with us, you know. So mm. yeah, yeah, you were. We were set up to to uh, to do okay Succeed. and have a good time. Yeah. And you got, and plus, you got your friends and family there packing the place out. So. That's great. But yeah. Oh yeah, wow. definitely. But you but you learned a lot about, you know, again, edit your work because you know, there's different things in music like with comedy. 
they say, and this is important. You and when I say this, and you probably know this already, mm-hmm. but once you hear this, you'll understand why some comics aren't as funny. It's the fewer syllables between the beginning, between your first word and your punchline, the bigger the laugh. Mm, okay. Yeah. So if you've got it tight to as few syllables or a few words as possible, then you realize why it's never funny when somebody starts off with, so there was this guy, and like, you really, really like pancakes, okay? I mean, I really like pancakes. So then he goes with his friends to this pancake store. They have all kinds of, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm asleep already. So, <laughs> you know, but it's quick. Guy goes with the pancake store, da, 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 yes. da, you know, bam, bam. So, you know, like with right. some people with, uh, yeah. Cut There's the way. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Now, when did you you're you also a songwriter and I've watched videos of you singing uh your your own songs, your original songs. Mm-hmm. Uh did you know, you talked about, you know, kind of making up songs as a kid. Did you go ahead and start writing music when you were in uh, high school or or wait till you were in college? Uh, I really started in college. I I tried to write a little in high school. I was, you know, I was always um singing along and and studying um, songs, but um, I don't think I had much to say until college, <laughs> you know, <laughs> until I started dating and, and all that kind of thing. And I think that's where I started to, um, you know, kind of find my voice as a, as a songwriter. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, so um, yeah. Your personal experience. I, I think that's a lifelong, like yeah, yeah. Personal experiences, getting yourself into the mud and uh you know writing about it <laughs> i guess that's where the artistry starts coming in so how often now i've seen um i know that last uh november um i saw on your website that you were um you oh, sorry last december um uh the logic Sealy dan review and um oh yeah still beach california mm-hmm. yeah oh is that fun music to do Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Oh. Um, I've been uh, working with that Pretzel Logic Steely, Steely Dan review maybe three years now, three or four years. And, um, you know, I started off just kind of subbing for one of the other women, when they, other ladies, when they couldn't uh, make the, the show. And then, and then uh, mm-hmm. they asked me to come on as a member. And, you know, that was my first time really digging into Steely Dan um Steely Dan's music and I had um I definitely heard like the hits you know Josie and mm-hmm. Reeling in the Years um but um you know just I've you know I've said to people like generally I don't generally get into uh some artists until I start having to you know uh study the music basically <laughs> and yeah. um yeah, and uh, so that music is—I mean, yeah—it's just so amazing. I'm definitely, you know, a fan of it. And the 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 band itself, Pretzel Logic, um, you know, they've been together almost 20 years, and um, are really incredible. Just a really tight band. You know, they've had a lot of time with the music, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they're just really incredible. Just really impeccable musicians. 
Yeah, there's a uh, yeah. I occasionally sing with a, tri- a band that does tributes, like it'll be you know Steely Dan one night or Police and Sting mm-hmm. one night. And yeah, I discovered um, even though I knew the hits and knew some Steely Dan music, I think I'd only had one actual album before or CD. And getting deeper into the catalog, um, great yeah. great music. Yeah, which makes it even more exciting to do. Do you? What do you? What is your favorite thing to do? I mean, when I see you, I've seen you at uh, on video at don't picture of you at don't tell mama that I was sharing everywhere. Um, oh yeah, and that's in New York City, right? They had, uh, yeah, they had one in West um, Hollywood for a little while there. That was the one oh, I um, okay. performed at. Yeah, and then it uh, it closed pretty. I don't think it was only open like maybe a year. Um, but we had mm-hmm. quite a few events there. Um, but I'd say my favorite music to do, I, you know, I do love to sing jazz. I love singing everything. Um, but I, I do love singing jazz, and I do love to, you know, go in and improv- improvise. And, you know, I love the fact that every time there can be songs that I've been singing for 20 years, and every time I sing them, they're different. Um, and, I, you know, I just love about it that, um, it's just kind of a common language amongst you know musicians who who kind of know the music. Everybody kind of plays it a little bit differently, and everybody's got their own interpretation. Um, so it's always fresh, even if you you know do you could do the same song every night, but it's always going to be different and unique depending on you know who's playing it. Um, but um, yeah, I would say I love that the most. You know, with all of the improvisation mm-hmm. and just kind of being able to express myself. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I just love to sing everything. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that. Um, you know, there's the expression. I think it's like uh, the, a bad day fishing is still better than a good day at the office. And same, you know, with music, mm-hmm. even you, know, get, you can go into a gig. I think sometimes just feeling like you've had the worst day. But once you get in with the music, I don't know what it is, but especially with. Um, Something about the sounds and the rhythms, I don't know, the vibrations from the instruments. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's very um, revitalizing. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I picture you as being somebody that you come on and you really, I can see just from video, well, from the videos and then from listening to you, that you really get in touch with, with your audience. I mean, that there's that, you know, the feeling when you're singing and the audience yeah. is right there with you and that you could feed off their energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love to, um, I love singing live. I need to do more of it. I've been, I've been focusing so much on my, my podcast. Um, that does take up a lot of time, but I do love to get in front of an audience and kind of, um, you know, get into the story with them and, um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a a shared experience, even though maybe they're, you know, kind of sitting there watching me. But I I, I do love sharing the songs and the stories and, and everything with them. You're, um, yeah, and that's, that's um, kind of a just such a nice communal thing, just like a communing with the audience and, and uh, right. sharing things. Well, why don't you come sing in Atlanta? That's what I want to know. I mean, you know, we got oh, places love here. To. I would love to. Have you been Please, to Atlanta? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while, but I would love to come to Atlanta. You can show me around, please. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Atlanta to would definitely love you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, uh, so when did you start the Working Singer podcast, and, and what brought that about? Um, let me see. I, I decided to start it. Um after I was kind of slumping, I, I guess. I wasn't really, you know, uh, getting much work, and I wasn't, um, I wasn't doing anything new. I just kind of needed to be revitalized and maybe explore other um, things about myself, other parts of my talent, you know, and, and I was, um, I think for many years I'd had just had a very narrow view of, of what I was supposed to do on earth. <laughs> to be honest, and when you do that, I think you kind of stagnate and it's very, you know, um, easy to get stuck and feel frustrated if all you think is, okay, I'm just here to sing, be a singer, and that's kind of it, and not really, you know, think about other things that I could do. So, um, you know, I'd had the idea to um, to kind of do a kind of talk show, but at the time I'd had the idea, I it was a little harder to put together a podcast. And then when I came back around and revisited the idea, it was easier. And that was around uh, 2017, 2018. And, um, and then I just started interviewing my friends. You know, I just did it little by little, um, started figuring it out. And um, uh, by 20, January 2019, I, I started releasing episodes, and I have so far released, you know, 53 episodes, I think, and, and maybe around seven bonus episodes, around 60 episodes. I just released one episode every week, and, um, you know, it was kind of a challenge to myself to kind of be consistent, to push myself, um, in just in a new way, you know, it was, mm-hmm. I, I felt like, you know, that was something that, like with the singing when I was like seven, I felt like a show like that was something I might be good at. I just kind of had an inkling and it was something I had the desire to do. And I, once I allowed myself to actually do it, um, you know, it, it's just kind of uh, taken off a bit. And, um, you know, I'm just looking to grow it. I'd love to get sponsors and all of that, but um, it's just been really wonderful just in terms of building community in L.A., which isn't the easiest thing. Oh, um, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because we're all, I think one thing, at least geographically, we're all spread out. And um, so you can really psych yourself out of even driving places because it can be very difficult <laughs> to get anywhere. <laughs> I um, know what you mean. So. <laughs> So that's kind of one thing. And then the other is, you know, you just kind of get here. Um, and you might, I think people sometimes feel displaced if they don't really know anybody. Um, they can also feel like, you know, you might be approached by a lot of people who want to see what they can get from you, who want to see if mm-hmm. you're doing anything, if you, um, what can you do to enhance their life and career. And it's pretty much about all about them and not really about you know, having any real genuine kind of connection. So you can find that a lot, I, you know, I found, but I also think that if you are coming from a genuine place, you're going to attract other people who are 
mm-hmm. genuine and want that community. And that's what this podcast has really um, been able to to do. You know, I've I've put on a few um, events uh, throughout the year, and um, people have made like genuine friendships going to those events. You know, um, they started making. I'm nice. making those friendships, and I thought that, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I thought you guys came in here knowing each other. There's, like, a few people like that, and they're like, no, we met at the event. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. That's great, you know. That's um, wonderful. So feel like they, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's the kind of thing, you know, you want to come out of the womb and then foster <laughs> other mm-hmm. people, yeah. you know, just kind of uh, connecting and and maybe saving off that, that loneliness or whatever that we all feel oh, sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you yeah. know, the way you described it earlier, it's like, yes, it is. it can be a very user-friendly business, emphasis on the user. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. it's always somebody, you know, what what can you do, what can you get, and there's somebody ready to – it's just like if you have somebody, and, and I'm sure you know this, this, I'm sure this is universal, like when you need to um, – sub a gig for some reason, you know, whether it's a musician, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, who do I know that will sub for me, but, and do a good job, but not try to, as we call it, we, this is the snake my gig, take my gig, you know, right. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I try to weasel it out yeah. under me, you know, there's always that kind of thing, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, but what you're doing, I mean, like, I think, like, you did one, what, um, November at the Boulevard Bar in Pasadena, mm-hmm. Yes. Our working singer podcast, yeah. sing and hang. I mean, it sounds like so yeah. much fun, and yeah, you're fostering, uh, you're fostering the community of musicians and making a good, safe place to thrive and meet other people. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. That's that's the magnificent thing to do, Janelle. Yeah, oh, thank you. Well, it's, it's um. Oh, no, I was going to say yeah. All right, um, I'm talking to tonight the fabulous Jamila Ford. Uh, she's a singer, musician, songwriter, podcaster. And if you want to talk to her, you can call 646-716-9922. Or my people who can't make a phone call because they're at a, a job and have to sneak in a message, you can always message me with a question or a comment, and I'll definitely let her know. And I'm going to be back in one minute because I've got a message from my friend Charles. We'll be, we'll be right so, Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, well, I'll I tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on it. And I don't I don't really feel I talk That's kind of harsh. I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right now. Do you want to talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madame Perry Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry... She's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, Rostar, all the dip comedians. What about people we that could, don't have rings? Here we go. Again. I got Real fun. Ah, 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 but I think she's great, and I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make The laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. All right. This is Jennifer Perry. Madam Perry Salon, back with Jamila Ford, singer, songwriter, um, and podcaster, musician, and doing fantastic things, not only singing around the world, not only being nominated for Grammy for Best uh, Jazz Vocal Album for The Deep End, uh, Best Engineered 
album, Best New Artist. Yeah. Uh, you've been critically acclaimed, and uh, you do such, uh, you know, it's, I can't imagine how hard it would be. I know Atlanta is one thing, and I've also sung in New York. I've never sung in Los Angeles. I can't imagine all the competition in show business there. Um and with mm. flying, and yet you've made such uh, such a fantastic career already. Um, with the Working Singer podcast, too, and I like this idea. I would love to be out there when you have one of the live ones, the Working Singer podcast, Sing and Hang. I mean, that's kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. But when, um, you know, on one of your podcasts I listened to, one of the episodes, because you have so many things. And by the way, uh, the website is Jamila Ford, J-A-M-I-L-A-F-O-R-D.com. And for the podcast, it's the theworkingsingerpodcast.com. And if you're driving, like some people are, or you're in a place where you can't write it down, don't worry. I will be sharing all of Jamila Ford's social media, website addresses and everything on all of my social media, both as Madam Perry Salon and as Jennifer Perry and Lone Wolf. Um, I will be sharing it all. But look at some of the, the uh, topics on on the episodes, uh, benefits of hypnotherapy for performers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've used that once. That's, that's very valuable, how to become a versatile singer, um, mm-hmm. this See self care and holistic healing, uh, science mm-hmm. of switching on. I mean, all these are just brilliant. Um, and the, the harsh reality of singing on reality TV. And then I listened to um, one version uh, about work where the woman was talking about working on um, cruise ships. I don't remember who was. Oh, oh yeah. you've had Sheila Jordan on too. Oh, yeah. She's I, amazing. Yeah. Uh, movement for singers. That's. I mean, these are all valuable things that it's hard to find. I read once in um, a, a book about singing that if your friends, uh, how does the way this author, the way the person put it, if your friends don't think that you're a hypochondriac, then you're not taking care of your voice. Mm. <laughs> what do you say? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I had not heard that before. That's, uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, I somebody the other day um, had said, I think it was, um, I think it was Lynn Hilton who on the hypnotherapy uh, episode that, that I just put out. Um, she said, you know, if you're singing at any kind of professional level, you can pretty much expect things will go wrong and so you really need to be on top of you know having your vocal health together having your kind of uh your kind of regimen and also having a an an ENT that you can go to um Mm -hmm. you know um I think that it's also like really important to know your own voice I mean people say so many different things um about uh, vocal health, and sometimes uh, just like sort of, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> lately the the dairy thing has been coming up. Now for me, you know, the, just the fact of like all the things you can eat before you sing, all the things you should not eat, things you should drink or shouldn't drink or or whatever, and then it just becomes just sort of like a, a universal 
um, thing instead of maybe applying to an individual, which, you know, I, I, um, I think uh, it's a good idea to know, like, what's going to work for you and what isn't going to work for you and maybe not try to push that kind of, uh, you know, sort of philosophies on other people. All that to say, we've gotten – I'd had a discussion with um, somebody about um, dairy and whether or not you should have it before you sing. And they said it was act kind of neither proven or disproven that um, it's good or bad for a singer before they sing. And I said, personally for myself, I don't have a good experience. So uh, I just don't have it. And, um, you know, I think that, um, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't know, but, but if my, everybody thought I was a hypochondriac, that might drive everybody crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, all that to say, I, I kind of keep my, my, you know, my stuff to, to myself. I handle my stuff, but, you know, um, I don't know. I never want to drive any, anybody nuts with my, my own, you know, <laughs> my own proclivities <laughs> or whatever, let's say. Yeah, if that makes any sense uh, at all, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, you know, everybody's got their own. As he says, everybody's got to do this, you don't do that, no, do it, whatever. So, and I think some things, yeah, you have to react to your own physiology. Um, yeah, you know, some it's, people. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a bad experience if you're allergic to it. So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic. <laughs> So I just, I just don't have any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what um what are is on your to do list or to sing list or to go perform at list or whatever for twenty twenty? Um that's a good question. Well, you know, I'd like to do one or two more Singer retreats. I'd actually done one um, last year, last October, uh, sort of around the podcast, and that was a really nice experience. So it would be really nice to do that again. Um, so I do have to get the ball rolling on that if I'm going to do it. And um, what else? I want to do more performing on my own because I used to do a lot and I, I haven't done much lately and I do have a lot of new songs I could uh, be debuting. So, you know, it'd be, mm-hmm. it would just be great to um, just kind of get on stage again and, and um, you know, kind of re rediscover myself as an artist, I suppose. Because um, I, I do spend a lot of time uh, singing for other people and, and all of that, and that's cool. But um, I, it's been a while since I've gotten up and just kind of been up there alone and kind of told my own story. So I, that, that's a goal for the year, just to do that a few times, I think would be valuable. That, that's a uh, quiet way of saying it, uh, your own story, uh, your own story. I was reading... Um, the feature on you in Voyage LA magazine. And by the way, your pictures, I mean, you are so gorgeous. Uh, just beautiful oh, pictures thank you. of you. Your voice is gorgeous. And I noticed that uh, in that you were, what was the question they were asking you about podcasts and also about mm-hmm. characteristics or qualities that you feel 
are essential to success. And um, talking about, you know, um, being okay with failing, but also the um, how you have to take some vulnerability to just put yourself out there for one thing. But mm-hmm. the other thing I want to see, what was the one thing that was, question I wanted to, I mean, one comment you made about how you have to just um, have some faith in yourself. Yeah. I think it's the way you said about being, you have to just show up and, and, and you know, bet on yourself or put your uh, mm-hmm. have faith. Is that some of the, one of the best things, best of uh, advice you'd give a young yeah. artist starting out? I think, you know, the second you decide to stop betting on yourself, that's you're dead in the water. You have to you have to believe in yourself. I mean, you know, I've kind of been there where I've I've uh you know, been at a low point and just thought, Oh my god, you know, had one of those what's it all for <laughs> that is not a good place to be and you cannot proceed or, or make any headway if that's the place you're trying to lead from because people sense it, you know, even if you're trying to put your best um, face and foot forward, um, it's going to permeate everything you do. So you have to do whatever you can, you know, explore the world and see what's available, you know, look into hypnotherapy, look at your spirituality, um, talk to other, um, you know, fellow singers or, or whatever line of, line of work it is you're in. Um, and get have a support system because you know um, having that you know faith in yourself uh, is really just the only way to move forward. Um, yeah, and uh, you know I I had to kind of I've you know I've been through my stuff and I've had to kind of figure out what that means for me and um, and kind of just. Uh, you know, just keep redefining what what does it mean for me to have faith in myself? What does it mean to believe in myself? What does that look like? What does self-respect look like? Um, and all of it. So, um, yeah. It, it, yeah, and I think that, uh, further on in that paragraph, you were saying you you don't have you know you consider your, we consider ourselves a small business, and mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have that confidence, openness, you're going to have a tough time moving forward. Um, yeah. But then you say the great thing is it's not impossible to get it. You just have to yes. get out there. Yeah. And just try stuff. I mean, just put, you know, uh, I'd read this really great book last year uh, called, what was it? The Art of, it wasn't The Art of, I will, it'll come to me. But it was basically about procrastination, which I didn't. Uh, or perfectionism, I should say, which I didn't realize um, maybe I was because I wasn't um, I wasn't finishing a lot of things. But they do say in the book, you know, the person has spent a lot of time studying perfectionism. Oh, it's the the gift of done. Um, that's what it is. The gift of done, or the gift of finishing, something like that. I'll, I'll get it, but. Um, you know, he was just like, you don't let yourself finish because you're worried about the outcome. You're worried about it being perfect or not being good enough. And so you sink yourself into uh, 
a hole, basically. <laughs> and so, like, and so you're so like, you know, controlling of it. We get so controlling over things that we don't allow them to just kind of flower and blossom and, and see what they become. Um, so that was, you know, that was a really, and he just like talks about all of the ways that we do that. And then when I thought about, you know, uh, when I thought about it, and I thought about the people who I know. Um, or who I've met in my life, who kind of almost wear it as a badge of honor, you know, being a perfectionist. Um, but they never like put out their projects because they're so they're strangling it. They're like holding it so tightly. It needs to be perfect before I, you know, show it to anybody. And it's just like, well, what is perfect? What does that even mean? You know. Um, and in the book, the guy talks about you know, done being better than perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting it done, letting letting it have a life, seeing how it's received, and then like improving upon it. You know, that's that's kind of uh, the best you can do. Okay, I found it finished. Give yourself the gift of done by John Acuff. Thank you. Yes, that's it. <laughs> One of the best books it, I've ever always... read. I've heard that yeah. procrastinators are, are perfectionists and we just don't want anything out because it's not finished and it's not perfect. So we procrastinate. That's one reason anyway. And so as soon as you started talking about this, like, i got to find this. i got to find this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, what does perfect mean? It's just like you're, it's, perfect's not happening. You know, you're just not going <laughs> to, <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> what does it look no. like? And would you really, would you really enjoy it as much? I know, um, a woman, a musician, and a producer in um, Atlanta, Vote. And I remember uh, talking to some musicians once that were. Um, this was back when back when I had a, a television show, and one band said, "Yeah, Dee Dee produced our album." And he said, "When I got to my sax solo, I know I had one mess up, like a little chirp." And so we got to do. She goes, "No, no, 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 no. Leave it in. It's just." That's mm. Leave that chirp in. There's something about it, you know. It's, it's real. It's perfect. But okay, I, I I don't know how to say it, but I think I get it. You know, it's like a real thing. It just makes yeah. it sound not um, not too polished. It makes it sound real. It reaches the soul. That's when you get to the person, to your yeah, it speaks to you when it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you so, know, you hear about uh, those like happy accidents. Um, in in a song, the things that were like unintended, but it's just like, oh wait, that that like totally makes the song, and nobody planned it. You know, you have to just yeah. kind of have sort of a, a loose a loose tight thing going on. You, you know, you you've kind of got your standards, but you got you've got to be flexible. I mean, you know, we have to be open. Indeed, yes, and that's where, like I said, that's where the magic comes in sometimes, and that's when you least expect it. Uh, I am so thankful that uh, that you were so generous with your time uh, tonight to come to Madame Perry Salon. I do hope you'll come back, and I do want to see you live and in person, whether it's L.A., Atlanta, somewhere else, but I will definitely be sharing um, all of your social media on mine, and also where people can get a copy of uh, your CD, The Deep End. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you can find that on CD Baby. You can find it on my website, jamilaford.com. But um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. I appreciate you having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And I mean, and too, you you talked in that in that article about you know having to go ask certain people to be on your podcast, you know, and and mm-hmm. to them, you know. And I felt the same way. I thought, okay, what if Jamila Ford goes, Madam Perry, 
who is she? You know, but yeah, you have to go up and ask people and, and, um, and then here you are. So, uh, Thank you so much, and we look forward to more of your career and uh, learning more about you. Hopefully, I don't want—I I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to nag, but hopefully, you'll have another <laughs> CD for us too. You can't oh, yeah. just get us hooked on one and then just let leave us, okay? Oh yeah. Well, I have four actually. <laughs> oh, four. Okay. So yeah. Just when you think you've done your homework, there's more okay. for you. <laughs> okay. All right. I will yeah, be sharing definitely. that. And we hope we see you. And, hey, get on the road. You know, I keep having this fantasy that one day, because, you know, I'm an entertainment publicist, but I'm always talking about some of the guests I've had on the show as well as clients. I want to get a big tour bus, a fancy one like country singers have, and just go across the country. We'll do the show. Some people get on for a few cities. Some of them get off. Get Somebody else gets on. But the point is we'll just have a big show everywhere we go. And, you know, we're going to swing through L.A. and pick you up, Janelle Ford. Oh, thank you. I look forward to that. Thank you so much. And um, see you next Monday. We have Jeff Carl. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.